For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. You're listening to Retire Ready with David Nicholas, founder and president of Nicholas Wealth Management, an investment advisory firm located right here in Atlanta. Local, independent, experienced. Nicholas Wealth helps clients navigate through the uncertainties of the stock market and the economy. David and his team of financial planners help individuals and families navigate key areas of retirement, income planning, risk management, tax strategy, and estate and legacy planning. It's time to Retire Ready with David Nicholas. Welcome in to Retire Ready with David Nicholas, the founder and president of Nicholas Wealth Management. I'm Mark Kelly. Glad you're with us today. We talk retirement. That's right in the name, Retire Ready with David Nicholas. You can find out more about David and the team just by going to the website, nicholaswealth.com, N-I-C-H-O-L-A-S, nicholaswealth.com. And you can find out about David, the team, find out about events they're putting on, a lot of information on the website, nicholaswealth.com. But here's the deal. The big question is, can I retire? Well, when can I retire? When can we retire? Are we going to be okay? That's really kind of what we want to know. And that's exactly what the retire ready process that David will walk you through. And it is about you. The next person that comes in right after you is going to have a different plan because they have different hopes, dreams, aspirations, needs, all of that. So every retire ready process is about you. Income, investment, taxes, healthcare, legacy planning, social security, it's in the income part, Medicare, it's in the healthcare part. A lot of moving pieces. If you'd like to learn more, you can always give David and the team a call at 678-990-8500. No cost for this, 678-990-8500. David, welcome. We're going to get into a little debt today. Sounds exciting. <laughs> hey, Mark, good to be here. You know, I I hate that we have to talk about the ridiculousness that's coming out of Washington, but I thought this was important because we just passed a pretty big milestone. So I was like, you know what? This would be a good time to talk about it. So I don't know. I, I think as Americans, hopefully our radio listeners will get a lot out of this today because it's important to talk about it, but also what can we do about it? And so we're going to talk a little bit about how the debt, the national debt, the burden that we're putting on our kids and our grandkids, I think some of the decisions that we've made this year will impact us for generations. So it's pretty impactful, Mark. Yeah. And then we'll probably in the next segment, in the third segment, we'll probably maybe get into a little bit about personal debt too, kind of tied together to a degree. So if you go back, to, and anybody can do this, you go to usdebtclock.org, usdebtclock.org. And it's really interesting. Right now, about $32.5 trillion in debt as a nation is what we are. Uh, you go back to 2000, that number was $5.7 trillion. 2008, $10.3. Uh, 2016, $19.7. 2023, $32.5. And they project by 2027, $43.3 trillion. And I think we have to go clear back to 1835, 1837, back when Andrew Jackson had us debt-free. How does this factor in? Because it does affect big government things, but it also affects like Social Security, Medicare, things that we depend on. Yeah, so this was just, this was a headline this week in the news, and I saw it, and I thought about this, because we, we talk about the national debt, how it's almost going to reach $32 trillion. Well, if you remember, we talked about the debt ceiling, Mark about a month ago and whether that we were going to raise the debt ceiling, we always knew they would, it would come down to the wire. They finally did. But since they've raised the debt ceiling, our politicians in Washington have not wasted any time, any time at all spending 
Americans' hard-earned money. Federal debt, you ready for this? Yes. Federal debt has exploded. I know you're you're on the edge of your seat here, Mark. I am. But yeah. federal, federal debt has exploded by $1 trillion in five weeks since the deal to suspend the debt limit became law. And I remember, I don't know, me, me and you may have been talking. We, I was talking with someone about the national debt, and I saw something on TV that said it's, uh, what, what was the number at currently? 32 and yeah, a half. 32 and a half now, basically. 32.5 trillion. I, said, well, yeah. I was like, well, wait a second. No, no, no. I, for months, we've been talking about how it'll almost get to 32 trillion. How did we get to 32 and a half? What seemed like overnight. And I just want to, this is how quickly this changed. Okay. The national debt, the national debt has increased $4.7 trillion since President Biden took office in January of 2021. So far this year, which is just 2023, the government has spent $1.1 trillion more than it has collected in taxes. And this is just, it just goes to show you how just insane what's happening coming out of Washington. And so if you look at where the national debt was prior to the debt ceiling, we have added a trillion dollars. And, and, and I think what's, what's concerning is just when you look at forward, you, you talked about, hey, as we, as we go forward into the future. I've got a number here. By 2051, spending on the interest of our debt, and this is where it affects us as Americans, as, as retirees, by 2051, so in 30 years, just the spending on the interest, our interest payments will be the single largest line item in our budget. We'll spend more on interest than we'll spend on Social Security. We'll spend more on interest than we'll spend on Medicare, on Medicaid, and all mandatory and discretionary spending programs. I mean, that is where this thing is headed. And I think it's important. I was on Stuart Varney's show earlier this week. He asked me, he said, David, what's the biggest threat to the U.S. stock market right now? Because we're seeing inflation coming down. Maybe we can talk a little bit about that in the third segment. But we're seeing inflation coming down. We're seeing earnings that are, that are coming in better than expected. So where is the big risk for the U.S. economy, really the global economy. And here's where it is. So if you just look at our defense spending, so as a nation, we have, we have the largest military budget in the world. We spend a little bit over just close to $800 billion on defense. And you may be listening saying, David, why do we spend that much on defense spending? But it's because unfortunately we live in a world where there's some countries that don't like the U.S., namely China. You could throw Russia in there as well. Well, just the interest that we will spend on our debt this year, so again, this is not including any of the future raises that are going to happen in the future, is going to be a little over $600 billion. And in two years, this is just what just is so frustrating to me, we will be spending more on interest than we'll be spending on national defense, on paying our men and women in, in uniform, on our ships and our airplanes and our infrastructure for the military. We will be spending more on interest than we'll be spending on defense. And I can tell you, Mark, China, this makes China so happy. Nothing makes China happier than seeing the U.S. government with the inability to more than likely increase what we spend on our military because more and more of it is going to interest and debt payments. So this, I can tell you, Mark, this is a very different world where other countries, namely China, and other countries are able to spend more in defense spending than the U.S., it's a very different place to be. And I, and, I, and I hate even thinking about what that world could look like. 
You know, when you think about with the people you sit down with and, and walk them through your retire ready process at Nicholas Wealth Management, people that are, you know, getting ready to retire, already retired, and you're trying to map out a strategy for the income, investment, taxes, healthcare, and all that stuff that goes with retirement planning, their own debt factors in and we're held accountable <laughs> where the yep. government, I mean, I can't go to the bank and say, Hey, you know, I, I owe a little bit more money than I thought I did. Can we raise my debt ceiling a little bit here? I need a little <laughs> bit of a cushion. Yeah. Right. I mean, I wish that was the case, right? If only we had that luxury, but we don't. And this is where I say, well, okay, how does it impact us as, as those of us that are either approaching retirement, really all Americans for that matter? It really comes down to inflation. How do you get yourself out? How does the federal government get itself out of this debt? It's a pretty simple answer. What can they do? We've already seen it. They can print more money. That solves all our problems, Mark, right? Just print more money. Hey, hey we got to pay a trillion dollar bill. Nah, not a problem. We've got a printer for that. So we can turn on the printing press. Sure, we can pay off our debt tomorrow if we wanted to. No problem. But what does that do? It brings about inflation. And we've seen inflation ramp up. We had inflation as high as 9% not too long ago. Obviously, we've seen it come down, which is good. But this is where, when it comes to financial planners, I believe we're going to be in an inflationary environment over the next decade. So it's one of those things that you've got to prepare for, you've got to plan for. And when we're building out a financial plan, one of the inputs that we look at is what inflation rate should we be using inside of the financial plan? For the last 20 years, Mark, we've used around 2%. Because you know what the inflation rate was over the last 20 years? I don't know if you have any. Probably lower than I mean, the 100-year average was 3%. But holy cow, the last 15, 20 years, it was had to be around one or two, somewhere in there. It's really your low. Spot, you're, you're spot on. It was like 1.7% was the average inflation rate over the last 20, 25 years. So we, we just had very little inflation. And, that, and that's not a good thing. I always say like I, my, uh, a bigger risk can sometimes be deflation. So we want a little bit of inflation because it means that the economy is growing and we're, we're having new output for the economy. But when it comes to financial planning, we've used a very low inflation rate. Well, going forward, and I've talked about this before, is you really got to know, what if we have a 4% inflation rate over the next decade? Can your retirement plan support you getting increases in, in groceries and food and utilities of 4% per year? We already know healthcare has been increasing at a much higher cost. Now, healthcare's inflation has been well over 5% over the last 20 years. I don't see that trend slowing down. And so I just think that you may feel and hopefully you do feel confident. You may be someone that said, David, I've saved a million dollars for retirement. And yet it almost feels like a million dollars isn't that isn't what it seemed like 20 years ago. Now that I'm here, I've got a million dollars and I'm now scratching my head. Is a million dollars even enough to get me through retirement? And so there's a rule that we follow. It's the 4% rule. A million dollars will generate about $40,000 a year in retirement. And again, how many of us can just live off $40,000 a year? Well, hopefully we would have, we would have social security on top of that, but this is why I, I would just encourage our listeners. If you're listening right now, and if you say, David, I, I think like you, I love this country. You know, we don't love our party, Republican or Democratic party. We love our country. We love the blessings that this country has brought us for hundreds of years. And we want those blessings to continue for our kids and our grandkids. But the path that we're going down, the path we're going down is unsustainable. And I don't want what the Yahoos in Washington do. I don't want that to affect my retirement 
and the money that I've spent 30 years working hard to save. So if that's you, and you say, David, that's me, I'm like-minded, that's the way I think. And you say, David, I, I'd love to just, just sit down for 30 minutes and see, is there something that I should be doing before my retirement? Maybe that's, should I, should I have more protection in place? We've had people walk into our office, 80% of their money is exposed to the market and they're a few years away from retirement. So there's areas that we can expose, or maybe you're just paying too much in mutual fund or fund fees that you didn't realize you were paying. So I, I want to give out that offer. If that's you, just like many radio listeners have called us, our, our Morningstar analysis, it's an in-depth breakdown of your portfolio, shows you where the weaknesses are, and it really shows you, God forbid, we have another major market recession. It'll show you how your current portfolio will perform. It's a $1,000 value, but one of the things that we do for our radio listeners, if you save more than $250,000 for retirement, we're going to run this analysis we're going to provide it completely complimentary if you give us a call in the next 10 minutes. Number to call is 678-990-8500. That's 678-990-8500. value. We'll provide it completely complimentary. And I can tell you, if there's one thing that you do, if it's worth 30 minutes of your time, I can promise you, I think you're going to get value out of this. And, and it may be that you say, hey, David, I've uncovered one thing and I can make a tweak and that made a positive difference, we'd be honored to help. So Mark, we're just excited to give that offer to our clients. Absolutely. And you know, you think about this, if you went back to 1980, our debt clock was under $900 billion, 2000, 5.7 trillion, 2008, 10 trillion, uh, 2023, we're now about 32 and a half trillion, 2027, they're projecting about 43.3. Well, that's going to affect the government program, Social Security, Medicare. How does all this play out? We're going to talk about that when we come back right here on Retire Ready with David Nicholas, the president and founder of Nicholas Wealth Management. Back with more right after this. How will inflation impact your retirement? Let Nicholas Wealth Management help you stretch your dollar and enjoy your retirement. Call 678-990-8500, 678-990-8500. This is Retire Ready with David Nicholas. Welcome back to Retire Ready with David Nicholas, the president and founder of Nicholas Wealth Management. I'm Mark Elliott. This segment brought to you by Crestmark Roofing. Storm damage? Wind damage? Not sure? We'll just call one of the top roofing companies in Atlanta, A-plus rated by the Better Business Bureau. That number for Crestmark Roofing, 770-577-9665. Crestmark Roofing. Got questions? Talk to the pros. I'm Mark Kelly. Glad you're with us today for Retire Ready with David Nicholas of Nicholas Wealth Management. We're talking about debt and the nation's debt. Uh, you go to usdebtclock.org. We're at 32 and almost 32 and a half trillion right now. I suppose by the time I finish that, we might be at 33 trillion. That's how fast it's going up, it seems. So here's the question, Dave. We have some options. You know, the government can cut Social Security and Medicare, right? So we can they can cut our retirement benefits. They certainly can increase the taxes that we pay to help try to fight this. Or, as you said earlier, just print more money, and now we got more inflation. There's our three kind of choices. Which poison do you want? I know. I mean, what do we do, right? And there is this argument that, hey, in order to pay for the deficits and the debt that we have to pay for, we just got to raise taxes on the wealthy. You hear that a lot, and I, and I hear that quite a bit. But 
Here's what's an incredible fact. To balance the budget by 2025, in order, what would we have to raise taxes in order to balance the budget? So if you raise taxes for only those that make above $400,000, okay, so that's a, that's a big income, but it does affect many Americans, it would require increasing the top individual tax rate to 102%, okay? So again, 1960, more- I believe that top was, uh, 1960, it was 91% when Reagan said, I can't do three movies, so I'm doing one for free. I'll do two movies because it was over 200,000 if you made that. It was 91% tax. That is true. But the difference with that is the percentage of Americans that were actually in those brackets, it was very few, right? It was a high tax rate, but it affected very few Americans. $400,000 today, it affects a lot more Americans. Again, $400,000 is a lot of money. But the point is, you'd have to confiscate every dollar Americans make above $400,000 to balance the budget. And so the point is, they're more than likely not going to do that. They may. But who are they really going to go after? They're going after the middle class. They're going after the hardworking Americans because that's where most of the wealth is in this country. It's not for the, the few that make over 400000 It's the large middle class. And this is why we think you have to have a tax plan in place. I want to give that offer again, 678-990-8500. If you say, David, I'd love to know, can I mitigate or even eliminate my taxes in retirement? We have CPAs on staff in our office that will look at your plan from a tax standpoint and really see is there something that we can do from a tax point to really reduce your tax liability. 678-990-8500. I'm David Nicholas with Mark Elliott. Don't go to, we'll see you guys right after the break. When should you start taking social security? Nicholas Wealth Management can help you get the most out of your Social Security benefits. Call 678-990-8500. 678-990-8500. Glad you're with us today for Retire Ready with David Nicholas of Nicholas Wealth Management. Again, you can always go to the website to learn more, find out about the events that they put on. N-I-C-H-O-L-A-S, nicholaswealth.com. David, of course, well, he's been on Stuart Varney this week. Charles Payne, he's, he's a star, but he's really a good guy. He's down, you're down to earth, right, David? I mean, you're, <laughs> you're working hard to help people try to figure out where they are on that road to retirement. And our debt, and there's a nation at $32.5 trillion, it does affect us. And, and the question is, you have young kids. So, you know, all three of them, they're all under six. So you think about it. What will this do to those kids and then their kids? That's kind of the, the battle because it's back to 1837. Andrew Jackson from 1835 to 1837 actually had U.S. debt free. He sold some land is what he did to make things work out. Well, all we've been doing since then is adding to our debt. It's just gone a little bit crazy lately. And we all know things cost more. One of the challenges you were talking about, how there's the trickle-down effect. We always hear the, the, the political people uh, they always say, hey, we're going to raise taxes, but we're only going to attack the wealthy. Not going to, the middle class Americans will be fine. Well, that's never how it works out. It always trickles down. How do you see that? Yeah. And I'll tell you, we, you just mentioned the number where, where our national debt will be. And I forget what we said. What, what was that number that yeah, you said? 2027, 43.3 is the projection on the usdebtclock.org. Okay. So $10 trillion more to our deficit. And that will happen in less than 10 years. 
About four so years. That, <laughs> that was four years. Wait, 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 gosh, four <laughs> years. What are we talking about? Less than five years. So, Mark, that, that math just doesn't stink. It's immoral what, what we're doing to our kids and our grandkids. And, and I don't want to sound like a broken record here, but yeah, I've, we've got three small kids, Bella, Sophie, and Luke. Bella's six. Our firstborn and, and Sophie, our middle child, is four. And, and Luke, our son, is two. And like all of us who are parents, if we're good parents, we want our kids' futures and our grandkids' futures to hopefully be better and brighter or, or grow up in a country that can offer them more opportunities than even what we had growing up. And th- I think that's for any American. I mean, that's what we want for our kids and our grandkids. The challenge is, is I look at debt as like almost like shackles of where we may have an economy that's doing well, but it's just like carrying credit card debt where you may finally, as a, as a young person, you, you went to school and unfortunately you came out of school and you have $300,000 in debt, let's just say, and you finally get your first six figure paying job. You're making $100,000 a year. That's fantastic. But you're still having to spend $3,000 a month on your credit card bill or your, or your student loan bill to pay back your loans. And imagine having a student loan bill that never went away, that for the rest of your life, you would carry this burden of what could be a third of your paycheck has to go to paying a credit card. That's essentially what we're doing to our kids and our grandkids. We're saying, hey, you may do well in the future, but we're going to put this burden on your back that you will have to carry for the rest of your life. And I just, it truly breaks my heart that this is the reality that our kids and our grandkids are going to have to grow up in. And so, right, we just talked about it. In order to balance the budget, you've got to raise taxes on those making above 400000 100% has to be their tax rate. So we can't raise taxes enough on the rich. There's just, there's just not enough income to do it. There's not enough wealth to do it. And so that means the middle class gets affected. But it also means these other areas of our federal budget, Mark, like Social Security, like Medicare, they get impacted as well. You know, we have heard that, and we've heard this for the last decade or so, hey, Social Security, there's, it's like there's more baby boomers retiring every day than babies being born and people getting into the workforce. So the numbers aren't really working out at this point. And they, we've been hearing this for the last decade or so. By 2035, 2036, Social Security will only be able to pay 77, 78 cents on the dollar. Well, now that's down to 2033. A lot of that was COVID and more money being given out, which was needed at the time, I suppose. But you think about that. Social Security, you're going to get 78%. So are you factoring that in in your retirement plan? That's 2033, David. Medicare, on the other hand, is projected to become insolvent by 2031. And what do the politicians do? Because my theory, I'm 63, and I'm not going to start Social Security. Probably, I was born in 1959, so my full retirement age, according to Social Security, is 66 in 10 months. I will probably start it then because then I could keep working and I, I don't get any deductions from my Social Security, which I would if I took it now. But here's the deal. Those kind of things, they keep kicking it down the road. But I think by the time we get to 2030, they will do something and we'll know that maybe maybe it's your kids. They don't get Social Security until 70 or 75. I mean, they're going to do something, but they always kick the can down the road, which is the same thing they're doing with this debt ceiling and printing more money. Hey, we got to raise the debt ceiling. That They just keep kicking the can down the road. Yep, that's exactly right. I mean, again, thirty-two trillion plus national debt, six hundred billion in interest per year. It's really Medicare Part A will actually be insolvent by twenty thirty. Twenty thirty, the numbers now twenty thirty three. I think is the year 
Social Security Trust Fund will be insolvent. And I just want to, I don't want to be alarmist here because that it can be a scary thing to say. Well, and I get clients ask me, David, what do you mean that Social Security Trust Fund is going to be insolvent? Well, what that means, and Mark, you just alluded to this. So FICA, which is what all of us as business owners and all of us as employees pay, it's over and above our income tax. So you may be in a 20% tax rate, but you've got this extra seven point, I think it's 7.2% or 7.4% that you pay above your taxes. Your employer also pays another 7.4. So it comes out to be like 15.2 or something, something close to that. That is FICA. That is what goes to pay for Social Security and Medicare. So by 2033, those FICA taxes will only be able to cover a little over 80% of Social Security benefits. So this is where we say, well, the Social Security trust fund is going to run out of money. Right now, the trust fund is covering those other 20% that the FICA taxes does not cover. So it's that trust fund that covers the 20%. That will be depleted by 2033. Okay, well, what does that mean? Well, worst case scenario, if the Yahoo's in Washington don't do anything, then right, we, we've got to plan for and expect a Social Security cut by close to 20%. And if I asked you, have you built that into your retirement plan? If your social security gets cut by 20%, are you still going to be okay? It really is for just most Americans, a good chunk of our retirement income comes from social security. Why? Well, we planned on that. We put money in it for years and years and years. That's what we expected. So it should be no surprise that for many of us, that's where a good chunk of our retirement income is coming from. Well, imagine if you get a cut by 20%. And Mark, I can tell you, if there's one way for just to give relief some fears, I've never seen Republicans and Democrats come together more when it, when it has to do with Social Security. So, I, well, at the look, end of the day, I think, and I mean, this could be jaded because I'm 63, but at the end of the day, politicians really, their main goal is to get reelected. That's what they want. So they can't mess with my Social Security and my Medicare. I haven't got there yet. I got a couple years yet for Medicare, but they better not mess with it because they certainly aren't getting my vote. So, that's why I think they're going to figure this out, but it could be at the detriment of some other things, I would imagine. It could. And, but you know, the, the free market is the great equalizer. And what I mean by that is there's no free lunch. So if we don't have the money to cover Social Security, it's not like this money is just going to magically appear out, out, of, out of somewhere. So if David, if, I, I need I him to keep to... printing it for me. That's all I'm saying. Okay, for you, no problem. Uh, for our clients, for my mom, sure. But everybody else, you're gonna get you're gonna get stuck with this bill. But you're right. Again, Social Security is not a entitlement because we've spent years paying into it, right? An entitlement is getting something you didn't you don't deserve or you didn't pay into. Now we we've paid into Social Security, but it's probably fair at some point for us to have a conversation for those Americans that are 30 and, and younger who might have a longevity that far surpasses humans that for the last 5,000 years, just giving medical advancements and everything else, is Social Security still in its current form realistic for Americans 30 and under? Mark, I'll put you on the spot here. Okay, you're, you're on a presidential debate. The moderator just threw you that question. What, what, what's your response to that? Yeah, my thing is that my daughter's 22. So I think she's going to be more around that age of 70, 75. Because that's what they've done in the past. They've moved the ages you know, up and, and made it older. I, I think that's kind of their option. So that's what I think. I think if you're under 30, you better plan on you're not getting Social Security until you're 70. That may be the early part. And then normal would be 75. 
Uh, I don't know. I don't know. They got to just kick it down the road that way. The ages, I think, to help the rest of us. Yep. And Mark, you are spot on because that that's really what you got to do. Because I, I think, and I agree with that 100%, is when, when Social Security was originally created, it was supposed to be what we call old age insurance. And it, I think the average payout period for, for Social Security was like less than seven years, meaning the average American that received Social Security only received it for seven years because life expectancy was so was so much lower when they received it relative to when life expectancy was. So I think it, it needs to get back into that realm, meaning for young, the youngest Americans, as we're living longer, as health advancements, if we can push the age back, that really would do a lot to help secure and, and firm up, especially Social Security. You know, because they did this back in, I think it was, what, 1983? That's when they started taxing Social Security at 50%. 1993, they taxed it at 85%. But 1983 also was a time they moved the full retirement age from 66 to 67. For those right now, born 1960 or later, your full retirement age, according to Social Security, is 67. So they did that when those people were 23 years of age. That's when they made that adjustment. So it's not right. like they're going to say, hey, you're, you're 60 right now. Instead of 62, it's going to be 70. That's not going to happen. But if you're 32, it's going to be 70. That could happen. That's right. Yep, the, you're right. That happened in 1983. It was, the, it was the 1983 overhaul of Social Security. Raised the age, I think, full retirement age to 67 for those born 1960 or later. But, it, but essentially, if you look at the math on that, that effectively cut Social Security benefits by 13%. So if their full retirement age would have remained at 65, they would have gotten 13% more in benefits. So again, that was still a cut. It was just presented a different way. But the reality is, is there are going to have to be cuts and there are going to be a group of Americans that they are just unfortunately going to have to absorb some type of cuts. And I just want to give out, if you're listening right now and you've got questions about Social Security, and I'm actually finishing up a book on on Social Security. We've done a lot of research on this. We get so many questions on, David, when's the right time to pull Social Security? Should I pull Social Security right when I retire? Should I maybe delay Social Security to try to max it out? So if you've got questions on Social Security, we'd be honored to help. I want to get our offer. It's a a $1,000 value for our Morningstar analysis. It's an in-depth breakdown of your portfolio. It shows you where the weaknesses are. And this is what I think is so important. God forbid we have a major recession. It'll show you what your current portfolio could lose. It's a $1,000 value, but we'll provide it complimentary if you give us a call and you save more than $250,000 Give us a call in the next 10 minutes, 678-990-8500. That's 678-990-8500. You know, we were talking about the nation's debt today on the program, and you think about it, going from, you know, back in what, in 2000, it was $5.7 trillion as a nation. Now it's $32.5 trillion. Uh, there's no end in sight. Well, think about your own situation. And David talked about it earlier. If you had zero debt when you retire, how much easier is it for you to be able to retire and do the things you want? So debt is a factor for all of us, not just our country. There's some big implications. But again, you want to talk with David and the team at Nicholas Wealth, 678-990-8500. 678-990-8500. Back to wrap up Retire Ready with David Nicholas right after this. Hey, Atlanta, it's Eric Erickson. You're listening to Retire Ready with David Nicholas. Nicholas Wealth Management is the only financial advisory firm I recommend. What are you waiting for? Give them a call, 678-990-8500. That's 678-990-8500. Or visit nicholaswealth.com. I am a client, and I was paid for this endorsement. 
This is Retire Ready with David Nicholas. Glad you've been with us today for Retire Ready with David Nicholas of Nicholas Wealth Management. David, of course, the president and founder of Nicholas Wealth Management. Find out more on the website, nicholaswealth.com. David started the company back in 2012. N-I-C-H-O-L-A-S, nicholaswealth.com. Question 678-990-8500-678-990-8500. Our final segment's always a short one. What do you got for us today, David? Yeah, I thought this was a good verse. It comes from 1 Timothy 5, verse 8. I thought this was just is, is an interesting one. It, it says, but if anyone does not provide for his relatives, and especially for the members of his own household, he has denied the faith and is worse than an unbeliever. 1 Timothy 5, 8. And, I, and what I like about this verse is sometimes we can we can try to do these great and grand things. We can give all this money to a nonprofit, or we may even say, hey, we're, we're giving so much to our church and doing all these other things. But sometimes we can overlook the people that are right in front of us, whether it's an aging parent or whether it's a family member that just needs help. And this isn't like a old, a buried verse in the Old Testament. This is, this is the New Testament saying, if you truly love God, you should help your family. You should provide your family. And th- there's a blessing that comes with that as well. So I think that's just an encouraging encouragement for us that those of us, the many of us that are, are helping our relatives and our, and our family and, and just know that God sees that and uh, there's a reward coming. It may not be here on this earth, but we know that we will see that reward one day. So that is 1 Timothy 5 verse 8. Well, the show always goes quick. It's uh, always, we just enjoy being here. We just appreciate tuning in for another week here. We're tie ready with me, David Nicholas and Mark Elliott. Our website is nicholaswealth.com. That's Nicholas wealth.com. If you're approaching retirement or you're in retirement, say, David, I'd love to just ask a question. Am I going to be okay? Have I saved enough? We'd be honored to help. The telephone number is 678-990-8500. That's 678-990-8500. Have a blessed week. Hope you guys enjoy the week. And I hope you join us next week for another week of Retire Ready right here on WSB. We'll see you then. Nicholas Wealth Management is an investment advisor registered under the Investment Advisors Act of 1940. Registration as an investment advisor does not imply any level of skill or training. The oral and written communications of an advisor provides you with information about which you determine to hire or retain an advisor. For more information, please visit advisorinfo.sec.gov and search for our firm name. Securities are offered through World Equity Group Incorporated, member FINRA and SIPC. This presentation has been provided for informational purposes only and is not intended as legal or investment advice or recommendation of any particular security or strategy. The investment strategy and themes discussed herein may be unsuitable for investors depending on their specific investment objectives and financial situation. Information obtained from third-party sources is believed to be reliable, though its accuracy is not guaranteed. Opinions expressed in this commentary reflect subjective judgments of the author based on conditions at the time of publication and are subject to change without notice. Past performance is not indicative of future results. Eric Erickson was paid $450 for his endorsement. You need parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Auto Parts.